John Candy selling shower curtain rings. <laughs> Jewelry division. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I had something for this. And I'm Brett. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the engaging executrix. So, gentlemen, how are we? What's executrix? Uh, ex- yeah, that that one. Uh, She's not an executive. Ow. She kills people. <laughs> Al, what have you been up to? So you can't even see me taking a drink and you time it just right. Um, yep. <laughs> so what have I been up to? What did I do this weekend? Oh, um, I went down to uh, the Big Smoke, um, the Ooh, city of London, because last week's, last week's adventures to the south of England were not enough. I need to do it again. <laughs> um, for the biennial that's once every two years um celebration of international football tournaments um so the tradition dictates that all the lads get together to watch the football and we did just that and it was a wonderful sunny weekend i I experienced my first ever bottomless brunch which was uh, absolutely fantastic and we took full advantage of that bad boy um and yeah, and met uh, met the newest member of of my friend's family, which is a black Labrador, which nice. um, up until this point had been pictures of a tiny puppy of a black <laughs> Labrador, but when I arrived, it was a forty five kilogram bear um, <laughs> who is rather appropriately called Bear, um, mm, and nice. as is tradition um, with all dogs, he instantly fell in love with me. Um, much course. to the dismay of my mate, because it, it was just he'd spent the entire weekend trying to get the dog's attention, <laughs> <laughs> while it was just basically just eating my beard for for, nice. for three days. So that was very nice. Um, came back up Sunday night. Um, yesterday I was uh, basically being um, a very low budget roadie for a church <laughs> um so in order that we could have uh david's funeral today um so setting up oh, all the av and stuff because the basically the rules are you can only have this many people at a funeral um so there was this many people in the church and we thought the best solution was to have people sat outside the church yeah so we could have as many people who want social distancing wasn't as um much of an issue Mm-hmm. And it was just about setting up like speaker systems and Bluetooth audio and how to run the microphone for the service, but then also the music for the hymns and the, the all the kind of tunes and stuff. And this was like trying to run this through, a, a, I'm going to say like 1960s audio system in a church. <laughs> so like I'm buying like last minute Amazon, um, what are those like three pin ctx cables or whatever they call it yeah the xlr cables xlr that's the ones um yeah trying to like xlr to phono to (laughs) 3.5 mils and then female female mono microphone plugged oh so i'm doing this while i've got this like vicar running around me who has no clue what's going on and i'm (laughs) dripping in sweat because it's like you know 19 degrees or something really hot in england yeah um (laughs) trying to get this thing to work like panicking to the last minute and it's like what can we do uh oh, and here's a list of the songs um all right that's great i'll, I'll put it on youtube or i've got a spotify account we can run it off this oh no we can't do that so like, what do you mean it's like oh well you can't do the you can't do the youtube 
Uh, what, what are you talking about? Yeah, it's like oh, you need you need licenses and all this. Can we not just do it on an on an i on an iTunes? Oh my god! And I'm like, well, it makes no difference what platform it is. Yeah. You you you're either breaking the law by using licensed music or you're not. <laughs> um, first of all, it's like choral music performed by like local village choirs, um, <laughs> yeah. and it's songs that was written 300 years ago. I don't yeah. think anyone's going to care. Oh my um, god. And, I'm pretty sure they fall under like public domain now. I mean, they don't, <laughs> but legally they don't. But but who's gonna break down a fucking funeral to yeah. prosecute someone for playing a hymn? Do you know what I mean? And then oh, so 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 last last night I had to go on Amazon Prime now, which is the thing where they charge you ten times the price of things to get things delivered within the hour. Yeah, to order a packet of CDRs. Oh my oh, Jesus. god. So I could burn a CD so they could play it on the CD player, which wasn't part of this system I'd set up with the mic and everything. So this, oh, it was just, this has just been my life for like the past two days. Bear in mind while I'm at fucking work. Yeah. <laughs> not, not just like, <laughs> I've got nothing better to do than just like, yeah, try and try and unscrew the like the the the, the, the panels in a church audio system behind an organ to get to, oh, oh, fucking hell. So I'm having I'm having horrible flashbacks of college times where yeah it was like if, being in if a somebody school. came yeah. over and was like oh I burned a CD and you're like wait is it an R or an RW because <laughs> RWs don't work in this system and then you did all this work imagine my dread R- Brett yeah imagine my <laughs> oh my god does this have to be a certain format of CD right and then you realize oh no computers have CD drives anymore how am I going to burn this. <laughs> Yeah. So I've got to go and get my fucking like dusty old iMac and 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 <laughs> and see, but pray it still works. Pray there's some sort of ability to to download music off it and then some sort of software to burn, you know, all yeah. these things just don't don't exist anymore. Like yeah. Nero Nero's not really pumping Easy out the CD creator or everything. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is this? Oh, so I'm getting through all this stuff just to get this thing working. And what I ended up having to do was run the church microphone through an XLR lead into a guitar cable into the front of my guitar amp and then out of the headphones of my guitar amp into my home cinema receiver so we could run speakers in the church and then feed audio out 30 meters down a cable to another amplifier outside so we could have people outside listening to the service oh my god i hey here's the my, problem solving now <laughs> yeah as i say my my head hurts just from listening to that fuck <laughs> seriously <laughs> and yeah. i was just like can i not just get a bluetooth speaker and just run it off like <laughs> a mac or you know just anything yeah. just like we could do this with w- one and a half devices yeah it's just you know when people are just like so stuck in their ways yeah everything terrifies them yeah. And everything is like health and safety and everything is, you know, and then it got to the point where it's like, at some point she's going to say those three little letters that we all dread. Yeah. P-A-T. <laughs> and it's like, well, this whole thing's not going to work. If you yeah. want this shit pat tested, this isn't going to happen in the next like eight hours before the yeah. fucking, before the coffin arrives. And bear in mind, like my, <laughs> my, the home cinema amp is from the Netherlands, so it has a Dutch plug on. 
<laughs> so she was freaking out of this. So I'm I'm cutting the plugs off these things and rewiring them in the middle of a Fucking church. Hell. So I can like get a proper fused plug. So she oh, but thankfully it all went swimmingly. Um everyone oh, was outside, could hear the service, it was fine, it was beautiful. Um we had the tunes on. Um, there was like a guy with a trumpet outside and was doing like the last last rites, whatever it was. Um, and it all, it all and the Lord was shining down on us because it was absolutely beautiful today. So yeah, um, we had the weather for it and everything. So it was really nice, and it was nice just to see the basically the whole community come out for to to see to see the service. So again, another another bittersweet moment in the saga that is my my friends across the road. But um, yeah, that's a, a little bit of closure on that that story however to open the book even further mm. um so the eulogy was one of the most tear-jerking impressive eulogies i've ever heard i won't go into it now because it yeah. kind of it's irrelevant for people who don't know him but um it involved the many things that he's done in his life yeah um from being a fireman to being a soldier to being a chef to being an aid worker um, and one of the things that he was renowned for in the local community was being a scout leader. Um, and I've never been in the scouts. Mm -hmm. um, I've never, you know, I'm not religious. I'm, yeah. It's kind of affiliated with the church in England. Um, it's something that my parents fucking despised was the scouts. I think they, they thought it was something it wasn't. Um, and one of the last things he said to me was, you're going to be the new scout leader. <laughs> <laughs> so last night, at the age of 38 years old, I went to my first ever scout meet. Um, yeah. I ended up running the Cubs and the Scouts last nice. night. Um, got my own little handkerchief thing, whatever it is, around my neck. Um, and yeah, lots of activities and lots of new friends. And, um, That's awesome, man. So yeah, so, so hopefully that will be carrying on his legacy. Um, if not in a slightly more bonkers, mad way, <laughs> hopefully teaching kids life skills that they will never need or use, but um, <laughs> maybe a bit of lateral thinking anyway. That's awesome, man. I I can definitely see you being a great scout leader. So that's made genuinely made me really happy. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, that it it sounds like it's been it's been a week. It's been um, a week. It has. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. I, I wish I had something clever to say about it, but I don't, other than the fact that I, like I say, I think you're going to be fucking great at, at being a scout leader. So <laughs> yeah. I I look forward to uh, to hearing more stories about that. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I, I don't have a segue, but uh, <laughs> what, what have you been up to this week? Well, nothing quite as um, heartwarming and touching as Al. And Al... I just have to make this little comment, which is it it almost seems fitting that for this gentleman, uh, you got to do one one final uh, rip roaring task to to see him off. <laughs> yes. And only someone like you or possibly just only you would be able to pull something <laughs> like that off. So uh, tip of the hat, your direction. That's that's really fantastic that you were able to pull all that off. Uh, as far as me problem solving um al i didn't have anything near as complicated as you did wiring wise but i got the sconces uh set up at the workshop and Thanks. they work a real treat um you know i've gotten messages from folks just asking like 
how long does the battery last? And, you know, it seems like a small panel for these little lights and stuff, but they're, they're tiny LEDs, you know, very low wattage. So they basically recharge under the intense sunlight. Yeah, I was going to say, it, look at the size of the sun and how big the sky is. And look at well, the size yeah. of these tiny lights. <laughs> we definitely, there's definitely been more than a few people that are like, well, if there's anywhere that solar is going to work, it's the desert. And yes, that is, that is very true. The atmosphere is thin and the sun is large. Uh, so yeah, um, got the video out on the lights, felt really good about how they turned out. Um, nothing but positive responses from people aside from the one that I posted on Instagram, uh, that has the most amazing comment section champions going after the guy like John D Harvey and our friend from route nine signs. Uh, Chris and I have been having a good chat because he called the guy a turd burglar. Um, <laughs> And yeah, the whole uh, the whole idea that um, that person's comment was, you know, you could do that whole thing without forging. You're like, yeah, no shit. It's it's not the point. You could just buy the labs. <laughs> Precisely. Why don't you just but, work in the day where it's light? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, but I, I really appreciate all the feedback that I got. You know, people uh, people responded very well to it, especially since you. Um, you two and myself had had conversations with the whole pre-bought, you know, and how much how much you can do pre-made uh, items and integrate them into a build. Yes, it was very minimal forging, but the whole point was to show how to really add value to an otherwise very cheap object. Yeah. And in that same vein, uh, you guys know that I've been working on the cabin over the last week and I've been trying to make more movements since I put the goal zero system in. And I'm I'm kind of just beta testing and seeing how far I can push it and also yeah. the return time of the charge because it is based on how many panels you have and how heavy the loads are that you're putting on it. And I won't call it divine intelligence, but I've been eyeballing this one fridge for a few months now because it's this retro style. Uh, if anybody's ever heard of the brand Smeg, Smeg makes beautiful appliances and kitchenware yeah. and they're they're really good quality and i've gotten to to experience one of their giant refrigerators uh at an airbnb that's out here and they're thousands of dollars right you are paying for like quality and design and all those things yeah this fridge that i got is not that it is somebody trying to come up with something that looks as aesthetically pleasing but is quite a bit more affordable to the every person um so the big box store, the Home Depot that's near me, has never had them in stock. I've never been able to see one in person, but I've been eyeballing it long enough. And then the other day, they actually got a few in. So yesterday morning, I actually went to go buy a couple of other um, necessary cabin items, aka like a storage shelf and some cleaning products for the the space. And they had these fridges, so I got to see one, and I got to make the note that a few parts of it are made out of plastic, which I obviously hate, but they dropped the price, and, and they're like on sale right now. So following up on the whole lighting system thing for the sconces, I was like, well, I'm never going to find a fridge this size for this price that has the basic aesthetics that I am looking for. Yeah. And with a little bit of research and know-how, 
I think I'm going to be able to do a relatively simple conversion and just remake a few of the parts, mainly the handles. The handles are made of plastic and then they're, you know, chrome paint plated. Um, so it just doesn't feel very good to, you know, it's this nice looking little fridge and then you grab the handle and it's just plastic. But we have the capabilities of doing it and it's really held on with just a couple of bolts. So I know if I get the bolt holes in the correct direction, I can make whatever kind of handles I want. Uh, anyway, I took it over to the space and was crossing my fingers the whole time because with all the research of how much load and, and startup wattage and running amperage and all that stuff, it was basically just plug it in and see what happens. And it ran. And it definitely pulled a lot more juice out of the battery, um, giving it today to see what the recharge is. Like I left it running overnight, so I'm gonna go over and check on the battery to see how much it actually pulled. We'll have some more problem solving to do if I realize that running the fridge is, you know, bodging everything. Yeah. But it's these creature comforts. Like I had such a, a, I don't know, I was in such a good mood yesterday. I ended up engaging with my Patreon Instagram audience and just posted a ton of, videos and kind of talking out what I'm going to do for the Forged Home series and the first few projects. Got a lot of really good feedback and I love having the one-to-one -one because of that account. I really get to interact with with uh, the people that are supporting me the most and uh, a lot of really good notes and ideas from folks. You know, uh, Billiam had some really good ideas for what I should do to the fridge to make it look kind of like a vertical pirate chest. We'll have to see <laughs> how far into that we go. Uh, and then got to talk out a little bit of the game plan for the bathroom, which will be the first real big project. And Steve, I'm still going to pick your brain <laughs> about a few solutions for, um, I'm realizing that uh, the European style of doing a lot of fixtures and appliances is going to fit well for this small space because you guys deal with a lot more energy efficiency. And over here, as I was talking to Ellen over the last day, I realized that like even that fridge, she's like, you said it was a small fridge. That's normal <laughs> size for over here. I talked to three different people in the last week about doing a washer dryer combo or like uh, Al, your washer specifically for your clothes. It has a tumble cycle and yeah, it takes a while to do a load of laundry, but it's a single unit. And over here in the States, of course, it's like, would you like a Buick LeSabre and then stack another Buick LeSabre on top of it? Well, that's your laundry room. You need a dedicated room the size of my entire cabin to do your laundry. <laughs> and like, that's not feasible, right? So, Steve, I'm probably going to bug you about the whole, uh, I have a tankless water heater. So it's not quite like the on-demand that you had in the shower, um, but there's going to be some similar solutions that i'll need to figure out and did you install yours when when you did your bathroom the first time the shower yeah no no i don't, I don't fuck with plumbing <laughs> okay <laughs> don't fuck with yeah. plumbing yeah all right well i'll uh i'll throw it somebody else's way i'll figure <laughs> figure something out um it's it's gonna be nice though because everything's so small obviously i know i've talked about this before but it's just very manageable to be able to look at the space and go oh this is really only you know, 100 square feet, it's it's really not going to take much for me to get in there and crack out the projects. Uh, and it was nice just being able to chat with everybody kind of privately, you know, in the Patreon thing and, and feel like 
I don't know, I'm having conversations with these folks rather than posting videos on YouTube and just going, I hope everybody likes the thing I did. Like mm. having these more one-on-one -on -one conversations through social media platforms feels good. Yeah. Cool. A couple of things from me, Brett. Go on. One, and I don't think we've covered this. Are you are you allowed to name your property? Or is it like American things where it's like one, two, three, four, six, nine, uh, road street actually i don't know about that uh that'd be really interesting to look into though because i would love to name the plot where, yeah, like or the, name the, the address and the, the yeah building. i have yeah. i i did have to put in for like a request for an address and they just give you you don't get to submit like here's <laughs> Nobody what i would buys like a tank people. car they give you a tank car. <laughs> yeah but it may be the kind of thing that once it's established, you know, this this entire project is to get the cabin converted to right, residential. Yeah, yeah. And maybe at that point I could do it. But, you know, until then, uh, I have to go back and re-listen to all of Steve's ideas for the uh, pirate apocalyptic <laughs> landscape that he wants me to create. Because <laughs> the, more, the more I've thought about it and Jess was like, that was a really good idea. You should totally do that. So... Of course, it's gotten buried in my brain now that I should have tattered sails and things. If I can't rename the plot on Google Maps, I'll... Uh, <laughs> you can name I'll anything put, on Google Maps. I'll, I'll just put so much signage and like entryway <laughs> things. Uh, people will just know that's what it's called. Oh, you mean the pirate house? Yeah, that's that's right down there. Um, second thing. Wait. Have you ever owned a Smeg fridge or a Smeg cooker or anything? <laughs> I haven't. I, I almost thought about just getting like a toaster because they look so nice and they're so, actually the most affordable thing. Here, herein lies the, the, the issue. Um, they are the apple of domestic appliances. Mm. They are fucking shit. And I just feel that we need to do a public service announcement. Um, th yes, they look nice. And then the, 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 the kind of retro fridges look like a big old, like, buick or something yeah 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 don't buy anything smeg it's awful it's, yeah, it's like cheap tacky shit it will disintegrate before your very eyes like a dyson um okay i think i've been i think i've been spoiled by i've had a dyson vacuum for five years and it's amazing but whatever go ahead maybe you don't do enough cleaning um i think <laughs> I, I think i've been spoiled by professional appliances okay do you know what i mean if you want a good fridge just like go and buy a polar or a foster or a williams like something that would be used in a kitchen gotcha constantly and never ever give up and, yes. right. and be like solid stainless steel and you know keep a, a legally constant temperature because it has okay. to be by law <laughs> yeah um, right. yeah don't don't be fooled by the looks is what i'm saying hey you know what that just makes me feel better though because again this entire approach is i really just wanted the curves and the shell yeah because the guts are fine. It's a it's a refrigerator. Like yeah, exactly. yes, there are different grades of it, but I needed something very low wattage amperage yeah. and low internal cubic feet. All of that, right? I was just focused on the size and space of it. Yeah. And I don't really care what it looks like. There's no reason for me to spend what what is effectively four times the amount <laughs> for you know something that I just need to be able to keep cold water in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, good note though. Good note. I'll keep that in mind for the future. Yeah, yeah I, like this, this makes stuff. I, like I said, there's a lot of um, 
there's a lot of brands that are like that where it's it's kind of uh function uh, form before function um mm-hmm. and yeah some of the like the I don't want to say like less well-known brands, but like some of the brands that people don't think of as being particularly high-end are actually genuinely really good because, like I said, like they're used for commercial kitchens and that. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, I I I don't I don't really have anything other than that to add. <laughs> you mean fr- French bant is not a perfect segue into this <laughs> no, topic? No, it's really not. But maybe yeah. this will be it, uh, Steve. When I when I engaged with the one Smeg fridge <laughs> that uh, Andrew, Andrew, our friend, the comedian, was staying in an Airbnb out here, and they had a big Smeg fridge inside. And when you pulled the single handle, because it's just one door for the freezer and the fridge, it basically felt like it was going to pull the entire thing over. Yep. Yeah. Um, so it looked nice, but like the one function that needed to serve properly of opening the door. But it looks like a car door. Yeah, but that doesn't help me (laughs) use it as a fridge. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, but yeah, no, that's a terrible segue. And that's why I normally uh, leave myself until last so I can talk about my week and then segue. Ah, there you go. Okay, I'm sorry. Which segues beautifully into what I've been up to this week. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, yeah. So... For those uh, listening, uh, we we have no video this week because my internet is so fucking bad. I think because my current uh, internet provider have realised that I'm sacking them off because they're shit. They, <laughs> they've like, just thank him. Yeah, they've just gone. Ah, fuck him, man. Um, so yeah, uh, those guys could, couldn't see how smug I looked with, uh, with that little segue there. Um, well, on the plus side, your audio is crystal clear, and I don't have to see either of you, <laughs> which is uh, yeah, it's a bonus for everyone. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, my, my week, since you, uh, since you both asked and you're obviously both interested, um, Dude, I'm so interested has been, uh, it's been pretty good. We had, um, we've been obviously fucking mad busy in the workshop, uh, the last lifetime. Um, but we've, uh, we've currently got, or we, we had, sorry, um, uh, or we've been having a lot of, uh, social media stuff going on with both um stuff that we're putting up and uh how what do you want that's really distracting <laughs> i was trying to, to wave to, to show that brett's hand was up okay. oh, oh god how do yeah. you undo then <laughs> you, you, you click the thing again there you go um yeah sorry about that folks uh yeah so we've had we've had a lot of social media stuff going on uh we talked the other day about having um a couple of photographers in and this week um or last week sorry we had a uh, someone from the social media team from one of the companies that we work with, um, and they just wanted to do a few quick uh, videos for uh, their social media just to kind of advertise the fact that they're stocking our stuff. Um, and of course, the literally the first video that she takes is uh, me on the power hammer um, making a product that I've never made before. <laughs> uh, putting a texture on it that i've never done before like the very very first time i've attempted to do this and not only have i got her with her camera right in my face doing it but i've also got al stood right behind her watching everything i'm doing i'm thinking don't fuck this up don't fuck this up don't fuck (laughs) this up um but luckily that that one time that i did it came out perfectly every time after that when she didn't have the camera on me i fucked it up um so yeah pressure helps sometimes um but yeah, uh, 
because it's been so fucking mad, I actually um, had a bit of a, a, a relaxing weekend, I guess. Um, on the Saturday, uh, I went to a flea market. First flea market I've been to in almost two years, which is fucking mad. Um, and, of course, instantly went straight past all of the normal bric a brac and everything else to the guy that was in the corner selling old tools. Oh, and uh, ended up buying uh, 120 quid or 150 quid's worth of uh, axes and bill hooks for a boy. <laughs> for alex uh not for me so then proceeded to spend the rest of the the uh the morning wandering around um bath city center with two fucking great axes over my shoulder <laughs> fantastic um and yeah, that's uh, you in a, that's you in a nutshell yeah uh yeah so we had um that and at the flea market there was also a a giant dead parrot which Everyone that was messaging me on that saw the story on Instagram and was messaging me about the uh, the Monty Python reference, that's genuinely where the parrot came from. It was from a live performance of the Monty Python show that they and they used that for for that. Um, and it was fucking like the picture did it no justice. The thing was fucking huge. It had bloodshot eyes and everything. It was like something Carol would make. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that was Ace. Um, and it was just it was just really nice having like a bit of a bimble around. Bimble, yeah, bimble's a great word. Bimble, uh, just a bimble around Bath, um, and getting to getting to just see people and browse in shops and shit like that. It was, and granted, like because as Al has mentioned, the sun is very much on fire at the moment, um, and uh, and yeah, wearing a mask in that heat isn't particularly great. But mm -hmm. uh, fuck it, it was still so good to just be out in in the great white world. Um, and then on Sunday, it was my niece. Well, on Friday, it was my niece's birthday. But on Sunday, we uh, went to mum and dad's. So all the family was there um, to have a bit of a, a birthday party for her. Um, and of course, because I can't just sit and relax, I, I was like, right, well, I'll come over, but I'm also bringing a load of tools and I'm going to replace the ignition barrel on the Land Rover whilst I'm there because I think that's what the like the last um, major issue with the Land Rover is. Um, so I, got there, I start stripping it all apart and then realize that the ignition barrel is held on with safety bolts and they're the ones that you do up to a certain like yeah. torque and then they the head snap off. You've got so to you take them from the back end. As it yeah. yeah, so you can't actually undo them because there's no bolt head to to attach anything to um so you have to drill them out or weld something to it but it's too small to get in and weld to um so i had to to, to not do that so instead uh me and my nephew and murphy all went and just played in the river and it was fucking <laughs> glorious i had so much fun um so yeah that was good uh and then this week uh back into work and i've been doing like quite long days because we finally got some pounds back in stock and the pound bases this time around are so much better than the last batch we had mm. um but that's also meant that we're on a mission to just get as many into the shop stock as we can because we've basically just not had any for two months so there's mm -hmm. quite a lot of demand um so yeah i've just been in the pan room with uh my earphones in um listening to podcasts and books and and stuff like that and a little while ago in the the 
um what's it called facebook group um <laughs> uh peter miller recommended um project hell mary uh mm-hmm. which is uh the latest andy weir book and it's actually genuinely really good it's a really interesting book really enjoyed it um it's by the same narrator as did the bobaverse series and i think that kind of helped because it, it made it um a little bit more engaging um on the other hand there was uh the uh leviathan wakes um audiobook which uh al recommended um because it's uh it's the books that the tv show the expanse is waste uh wasted on based Ooh. on um wait do and... i have to get this one too steve uh, well, if you'd let me finish, um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, I can't really see your face, man. <laughs> um, we, uh, yeah, so I, I recommended this one and I've, I've had it for about two, so, three sorry, months. Can I just interject Yeah, for, for like, however long ago it was that Peter recommended that book? Yeah. I don't know why, because I've read several Andy Weir books, yeah. but I thought he meant Andy McNabb. And I thought I thought you were all going on about like fucking like British marine novels yeah. <laughs> about being in the SAS and shit. And I didn't understand why you were all getting so excited about it. Yeah, <laughs> De- definitely not Andy McNabb. <laughs> and then like Brett's like, oh yeah, I've, I've, I'm listening to that book you recommended. It's like, why yeah. are you reading an Andy McNabb book? <laughs> you muppet. This makes um, a lot more sense now, Andy. Weir, yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I 100% would recommend you go and get it now because it's re- genuinely really good. Um, but yeah, so the, the other one, Leviathan Wakes, I've had it for like three months and I've listened to fuck knows how many other books um, since I started it because I've I've been trying to listen to it, but I just, I can't, I can't get into it because I the, you. the narrator, I, you. I know, the narrator just isn't particularly engaging. Um, like the actual, um, the the story and the like the actual content is really interesting it's really good but just the narrator is just so dull um and i think it's really interesting that the fact that you know you can have some absolute fucking gold but if it's not presented in an engaging way then the content itself becomes um like uh, <laughs> unengaging um but we can't but- do a whole episode talking about maybe i've said too much though <laughs> oh, Mister! Um, that's uh, are they even still going? I don't think they are. Are they last last, last man standing? I thought he was. <laughs> um, I thought they gave up ages ago. Uh, I mean, they gave up ages ago. I don't know if they're still recording. <laughs> Bravo, sir! Oh, um, but yeah. Uh, so that that uh, bleh words words and stuff what the fuck was i saying um engaging yes unlike us uh the uh the book itself was really engaging and i think a lot of that was um or part of that was down to the way it was narrated what i love about um the way that uh ray porter narrates the books is he actually puts a bit of passion and a bit of emotion into the 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 books um and when he's doing like uh reading it as the character he'll put in the you know the right the right pauses the right things and and this that and the other and it genuinely makes it engaging and i think uh al i think you and i were talking about it a little while back um with um with regards to like maker videos and and stuff like that like if it's 
you don't mind if content isn't particularly engaging when it's just you just need to get that bit of information so say like i need to fix the um the washer fluid bottle on the the volvo i i i'm not looking for someone that's putting huge amounts of production into a a video about how to get to the washer bottle like i just want to know the quickest easiest way of getting to the washer bottle so i can replace it um but if i'm watching something like so so you know if i'm just looking for the information then i don't i'm not that fussed about how it's presented mm -hmm. but if i'm looking for something that's um that's a little bit more kind of uh entertainment based mm -hmm. um then i want it to be entertaining like you know i if i'm if i'm watching someone make a full suit of armor out of sheets of aluminium i want that to be engaging i don't i don't want to just sit and watch someone I, it's really hard not to make an innuendo when you're trying to talk about beating something out um but yeah yeah i, I don't want to sit and watch someone beat something out for 12 hours um so yeah i think like making stuff engaging is it's it's a really important thing depending on the context i mean we we, we talked about this a little bit with um ready player wank and yeah. um will wheaton and then when Trent was on, we talked about how Matt Bomer yes. just brought that. I mean, not that the book wasn't already brought to life, but yeah, you know, elevated it even more. Yeah. In a way where it was kind of passionate and understood and just added dimension to it. Yeah. And I think to your point, Steve, if like if it's it, it doesn't mean that it has to be expressive and flamboyant in order for it to be engaging. No. Engaging could be simple and accessible. You know, engaging could just be, uh, I, I need to get exactly what I need to get out of this. Yeah. And be able to listen to it. I, I find that a lot that I, in my search for knowledge and um, solutions to things, mm. I get too easily distracted by nuance and color and uh, tempo, you know, when sometimes what all you need is a dull robotic monotone voice to get across <laughs> because, because that can be engaging in the right tone. Yeah. Um, this is a terrible segue and I don't mean any offense by it, but when I watch James Bruton's videos, he is very single-minded about the way he talks. He's yeah. not, he's not flamboyant. He's not um, massively expressive and, 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 and trying to act his way out of a corner. He's just very clearly talking about what he's doing yeah, and showing you what he's doing very clearly. And that to mm -hmm. me is engaged just as engaging as someone who captivates the rooms with their, with their charisma or their, yeah. magnetism do you know what i mean so i think as always on this show there's a spectrum of engagement yeah and i, and I want to kind of get to the bottom of both ends of it because i think they're both really valid yeah because mm -hmm. i mean it's it's so easy to go completely the other way and to to be so over the top and flamboyant and crazy and wacky that it just becomes unengaging because it well becomes... if, if the subject is not then it's of no value yeah exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think I think value is a really important aspect of it. It's it's like what what is the value of what you're doing, right? So even if you are being crazy and loud and flamboyant, if there's value to be gained from that, even if it's just for entertainment's sake while you're doing something else, there's there's something to be said for it. Um, I wanted to just toss in a little note when it comes to this kind of understated engagement, opposite end of the spectrum. Um, Steve, I'm sure you've listened to it, but on the full blast with deer river craftsman he made a very very nice note 
about your videos that you've produced for the forge and how they tell the story and how he feels very um you know engaged he's like enthralled by the story because you're showing the intent alex is never talking loud you guys are never doing anything in gratuitous slow motion (laughs) because your camera can't even do that if it wanted to (laughs) but regardless of any kind of limitations you have in terms of production in all of the videos you you've never chosen to go out of your way for a flamboyant shot or something that just looks beautiful but really at the end of the day is not necessary right yeah you could pour flux water all over your anvils and have stuff splashing and (laughs) and going crazy but there's no real reason to the intent is to tell you the story tell you the purpose of this thing show how it's made and then show how it's used i think the forge videos that you've produced are a prime example of what it means to be like horrendously engaged i don't even know another (laughs) word for it but like i am so enthralled by the videos but they are very quiet and very understated Hmm. and I, i don't think most people are even capable of doing that which is why they default to the other end yeah, I mean, I, I think as well, it, it, it is a very, it's a very easy thing to to do to say like, oh, I need to capture people's attention. Therefore, I'm going to, I'm going to be wacky and, and out there and, and whatever. It, it's, it's like, you know, I can always remember back in school, always having that one friend who was always like, oh, look out for me. I'm crazy. I'm a kooky guy. It's like, you're not, you're just saying that to try and make people think you are like, you're trying to make people want to be around you because you're trying to pretend that you're this engaging person. Um, and like, I, I think true, like, like Al said, like true engagement is just, it's getting the information across in a way that, um, that fits on that scale. So, you know, it, it's that balancing act between, you know, if it's something that's genuinely a really boring subject to get someone engaged, then yeah, you're going to have to push up the, you know, the wacky slider sort of thing just to, to, to get people engaged and to get people paying attention to it. Um, but at the same time, if it's something that is genuinely really interesting and then you try and whack up the, the wackiness on that, then it, it gets to the point where it's like, what? I, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to concentrate on the actual information. I don't, <laughs> don't want to listen to you being yeah. a dick. Um, and like, but but there is a, a balancing act with that. Like the, a, I think what's quite a good example is um, is the Cosmos series. So either the the Carl Sagan original or the um, uh, the Neil deGrasse Tyson mm-hmm. remake. Um, like I can remember watching both of them, um, watching like a single episode and just going, "Fuck! I need to I need to watch this entire thing right now. I don't care if I don't sleep for the next." four days sort of thing um because the information it, it wasn't um it wasn't out there or anything but it was just presented in a way that was genuinely engaging and even some high level concepts were engaging because of the way that they were put forth they were explained in a in a simple way without dumbing it down and without being uh, like without pandering but it was still engaging it was still entertaining to mm-hmm. to watch and to learn but but where is that sentiment come from that that in order to be engaging you have to stimulate you have to be loud or Michael Bay you know yeah. how many films need to show Superman smashing through buildings in order to get an idea of 
what it means to be the character of Superman. Do you know what I mean? Like, he what is strong? Yeah, yeah, we get we got that. Like, uh, I think that was a given on day one. Like, yeah. I, like, that's not the bit I'm interested in. And I think your point about Carl Sagan is is great. You know, he's he's you know Rufus from Bill and Teddy's Carl Sagan essentially. <laughs> yeah, and because everything he delivered was calm and yeah. and considered, and it was. It was the notes that you don't play that are the most compelling ones. It's, the, yeah. it's, it's the, the the timing, and, and I do this at work. I, I when I'm if I'm presenting work, I'll pause for like an uncomfortable amount of time deliberately. Yeah, yeah. Just to get people to be like, oh, where's where's that tension? Where, yeah, you know, I'm I'm not overloading you with with just noise and sound. And I think a great example of the flip side of that is like I don't know if you know Captain Disillusion. No. So he's like he's um, a special effects. I want to say guru, but he's not like the Corridor Crew guys. I think he's very much like a homemade, self-taught, special mm -hmm. effects kind of guy. Yeah. Um, and he's fantastic at showing you how things are done or like um, busting myths. So someone will send him a video like, is this real? Yeah. And he'll he'll point out how it's not real and show you why, because he understands all the nuances about lighting and, and gravity and timing and stuff like that. Incredibly intelligent, incredibly engaging. But for some reason, he's chosen to... To, to to mask his entire channel in this like superhero comic book charade <laughs> that's just unnecessary and distracting. Yeah. Yeah. And like he I don't know if it's a confidence thing, but the, what he's doing is is engaging enough. Like beyond belief, it's engaging. He's so clever. He's so um in the know. He's he's witty. You know, he he's respectful. He's he, you know, he's everything you want it to be, but for mm -hmm. some reason he's chosen to turn that into a fucking farce. Yeah. And I don't know why. And I, and I think it's because at some point somebody's advised him if you're loud and obnoxious, you'll get YouTube views. Yeah. But I think and it, I, I can't watch it anymore because it's because to me it becomes almost too engaging, if that's possible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's engaging the wrong things when I'm trying yeah. to think. If I'm trying to digest information and consider deep and meaningful prose, I don't want someone farting in my face. Yeah. I mean, like, and again, that's one of the things that, like, going back to Cosmos, like, one of the reasons I love the way that that's um, produced and presented is the fact that they, you know, they they give you those those blank spaces, those pauses to to take that information on board. And I mean, it's it's something that I try and do with the YouTube videos, and it's something that, um, like, someone like the uh, the Northman uh, YouTube channel does really well. Like, they give you those 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 pauses and those blank space, okay. spaces to let you absorb that information um but I, I i it's interesting you ask where it comes from because i think again with the whole michael bay thing i think a lot of it is like it's the it's the least amount of effort that you have to put in to make something engaging or, or however you want to put it um because people are under the impression that that's you know, that's what people want that's what people like because it's worked for a few people and now because everyone does it it's that whole thing of like well oh well, shit everyone else is doing it therefore i have to do it like that <coughs> excuse me um and i think like a, a great example of that is um the the tv show that we have in the uk uh qi i don't know if uh if it's on uh here in the states but essentially it's a it's a quiz program like panel show where the questions are a little bit more obscure. They're 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 not the sort of like quick fire round that you're going to be able to answer easily from home. Um, they're on quite obscure uh, facts. And when it was um, when it was initially uh, proposed, um, all of the TV execs basically said, "Oh no, that's 
that that'll never work because it's far too intelligent and people don't want that people want you know fart jokes and and that's it sort of thing like they, they don't want intelligent discourse in their entertainment um because there was this belief in in that industry that that people aren't engaged by intelligent conversation that they're only engaged by silly wacky stupid shit and i think it's something that's that is still uh, around to this day and yeah qi is is one of the most success all-time most successful um tv shows going it, it's it, it started in the early 2000s and it's still going strong now but i know al asked this question a minute ago or at least posed it it's like what are we what are the what are the what is the spectrum overall you know all i can think about while you guys are talking uh, or telling your examples is like tim the enchanter from monty python where he just starts you know he's just like shooting fireballs and at first they're like whoa look he creates fire and then after he does it a few more times they're like okay yeah we get it i feel like there's two different personality types regardless of this this overall spectrum where i know plenty of people that have seen every michael bay film and every transformers film and they really enjoy them for whatever reason and you don't want to come at them like a snob and go, wow, you have a very low entry for entertainment. Because yeah, what? Do, do you just go, I guess we're not friends anymore because you have, like, you appreciate. Well, no, because, I mean, it, like, it's the same as, like, I, I can go out and I can enjoy a really, really nice, um, well-cooked meal. Or, yeah, it's it's fools with tools. You've got to do food and films. Um, but oh, yeah, there you go. at the same time, I can go out and... I can enjoy a plate of fucking those fried mozzarella sticks. Like just, just because you enjoy something that's trashy or however you want to put it, doesn't necessarily mean that you're, you're a lower rung or anything like that. Like we all fucking enjoy it. Like there's a, there's a reason that that, that works. And like, I'm going like to go and watch Fast and the Furious nine. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. Like, and like I said, the, I think the reason going back to what I kind of said earlier, like I think the reason that so many people do it is because they know that that works. They know that that appeals to a large audience and it's, it is quite an easy thing to do to be kind of out there and wacky and blow shit up. It's, it's something that I was, I want to say it's easy to do. It's not necessarily easy to go and put explosions in your YouTube videos, but to have those kind of wacky, crazy things like that, it's, it's something that um, that doesn't require a lot of um, cognitive effort, but is guaranteed to get results. Oh, well said. It's, I have to, to throw this out there at you, though. Is it easier to play down then? So like, we're talking about this as the lowest common denominator being, <clears throat> you know, you can appreciate a really nice expensive steak experience and also go and eat cheap mozzarella sticks. So we're talking about playing down. And of course that's acceptable. Like I would say most people do it, but how do you engage on the other end of the spectrum that we're talking about when you want to do something with a little bit more pre-thought and intelligence, Steve, I'm going to use the forge videos as an example again, but how do, how do you really engage with people? How do you get them to engage with that and go, I would, I would like it more if you watched this video versus smacky Damascus borax sparks everywhere. You know, like if you want people to play up and accept what you're doing 
has a higher level or more intelligent design in terms of how you produce the things, how do you get people to accept that as a norm? If you want to try and shift people, what what do you do? I, I don't think you need to shift people. I think, like like I said, with the QI example, people already want this. They already want to to have that that sort of stuff. It's just the fact that the vast majority of people or the vast majority of of, um, of stuff out there is it's it's going for that lowest common denominator rather than going, right, well, here's this thing that I'm doing. I'm just going to put it out there and let people, yeah, if, you, if you want to watch it, watch it. If you don't, don't. Like that, That's fine either way. And yeah, that's that's what we do with the 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 forge videos we don't we don't put it out there trying to capture a particular audience or trying to do anything or trying to change people's views it's just we're literally just going this is the video that we want to make there you go that that's it i, I don't think you i don't think you have to i don't think you can and i don't think you should try and change the way that people enjoy their mm-hmm. media or their mm-hmm. whatever you you literally just you, you make what you want to make you put out what you want to put out and if you if you want to put out wacky crazy insane explosion stuff then fucking great go and do it (laughs) fill your boots like one of my favorite um instagram stories of all time is uh one that chris cash put up where he had fucking fireworks and shit going off in the background of this tool just because he could like shit like that is great fun and there is nothing like there is nothing at all wrong with doing that um because it's still engaging um i think what we're kind of uh, you just have to be aware of what you want to do and where on that spectrum um your leveling of engagement sits and whether you're you know how you again it all comes down to to how you want to present yourself like if you want to be if you want to be taken super seriously then don't go out dressed in a tutu and a purple wig like if you if you want to be taken as kind of like a wacky caricature then then great go and and do that but you have to i I think i'm just saying like you you have to be aware of of what you present right and and be happy with with that and don't expect people to um like if you're putting out something that is wacky and, and crazy, don't necessarily expect people to be taking you super seriously. Mm-hmm. I mean, the things are also not mutually exclusive, Steve. Like, oh god, yeah, yeah. You, you can be Grace and Perry and wear all the tutus yeah. you want and be incredibly engaging. Yes. Um, and and I, again, that's I, a really I fucking good example. I don't want us to be come across as like the boring old farts. Oh, like, fuck, uh, yeah, it's yeah. not that. It's not that I don't like loud things. I love explosions, and yeah. I love like flashing lights and bright colors um but to me it's the it's the unexpected that engages me yeah it's the 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 things that you don't see coming and and, and watching a a craftsman video because you don't know yeah. what he's going to do or what he's going to pull out of a mold um if i go and watch transformers 34 <laughs> i know what's going to happen yeah. You know, and and for my sins, I know what's going to happen in 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 Fast and the Furious Nine. The <laughs> fact that the number nine is in there says says enough. <laughs> yeah. um, whereas I'd much rather it be a be an experience where I, I I'm I'm surprised and delighted by the things that 
that, yeah. that, that engaged me because I didn't see them coming and I, don't, I didn't know what was going to happen next. And I didn't, the, you know, I, I want to talk about Loki because mm. I, I, I deliberately went into that, not reading up about the show, not yeah. reading up about kind of potential storylines from the comics. I just want to be completely encapsulated and, and transported yeah. from an experience where it, it engages me because I, I, I don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that and, and ten minutes in the show turns into a cartoon and it's just it's it's nailed it for me because I I, I, I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. And it and it changed my perception of a Disney television program based on the last <laughs> Marvel series, which was Wank. Yeah. And this one, you know, has absolutely captivated me. So so I'm 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 engaged because it's not what I expected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think like it's I, I yeah, I, I I agree. Like it's 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 it I'm very aware that we sound like we're saying, oh, you have to be hot. <laughs> highbrow or you're not engaging and that's that's yeah. shit i mean i i think me and al have both said kind of like we both both enjoy what's quite often referred to as as, as trashy shit like and but i think even with that it can be done well or it can be done badly like i mean you look at how dc uh tried to like grab the same audience as the marvel universe but they just didn't quite <laughs> do it failed right. miserably yeah um but like and again like that that wacky crazy funny shit like the, like i said there is a big reason that that is so popular and it's because it's successful like you look at someone like um uh the maker monster like wacky crazy bright colors all of the stuff that we talk about but it does it so fucking well that it is genuinely really engaging i would watch that guy make a fucking anything because you don't know what he's doing yeah and it's and it's candid and yeah. he's and he's he's surprising himself yeah because he's giggling half the time yeah, and but it, you know, it, it's engaging. It's it's fun. It's interesting. It's not. Uh, but, but then saying that, like I, I will quite often put on like stupid, shitty, trashy films that I've seen a thousand times. I know exactly what's going to happen, but I'm still going to put it on because it's um, it engages me in a, in a in a different way. It engages those you know those, those happy like the fucking so a perfect example is music. Like I have been listening to the same like half a dozen albums for the last twenty years, and I will probably listen to them for the next twenty years because they they engage in me a different part. Like I love listening to music, new music. I love finding new music, um, and I love listening to a new song constantly for three weeks until I'm so fucking done with it that I never want to hear it again. <laughs> but yeah, I the the stuff that I, I i know what's happening like it engages a different part of me it, it brings up old memories it there's there's a certain sense of comfort to it um so i think it's not just uh it's not just the unexpected that can be engaging i think it's <sighs> you basically i think i'm just trying to say that there are many different ways that something can be engaging yeah yeah um, I, I, I don't want to confuse engagement with yeah. stimulation you know, yeah. engaging can be can be incredibly passive and and calm and, yeah. and serene and, and almost melancholy if you want. Yeah, but you're you're still kind of hooked and captivated. Yeah, I I think Brett, you touched on a really interesting point earlier on where we're not necessarily talking about the things that we find engaging, but how you engage. So you're finding, I don't want to use the word success because that sounds like metrics, but nah. you, you you are getting 
pleasure then for want of a better word from engaging in different ways necessarily with your audience and yeah. finding that different maybe platforms are more successful or more more engaging from 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 your point of view trying to engage others yes uh if you want me to expand on that yes that I would, I would, okay. very much so <laughs> until yes. steve puts in obviously yeah, there you go <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I, I know I've made comments in the past about the YouTube uh, successes or failures. You know, I obviously love producing the videos and putting them out for the internet to see. But, you know, there's more often than not, you know, the, the numbers, the metrics and things like that, they don't, I don't want to say engage, but even saying metrics... Or, or numbers or whatever it's it's like the wrong vibe i put the work out there because i want to and i enjoy the feedback and i enjoy sharing these projects with people but it it definitely feels like you're putting uh work out into the the huge expanse of the internet and when you see a handful of comments that are a little bit generic like hey nice job or hey those look cool i appreciate all the comments i get I love everybody that takes the time to watch a video, but then I can shift over to specifically my Patreon account on Instagram. And it's not, hey, I liked the lights. It's, hey, I was watching your story about the bathroom. Have you ever considered doing something like this? I did a project like that a while back and let me share my thoughts and, and notes with you. That's what I want. That's That's this whole big C community thing Steve always talks about. I feel like when I first started, I was super enthusiastic getting involved with everybody and having these long chats about what got you here and what are you passionate about and what's the newest project. It doesn't matter about the deliverable in the end. It doesn't matter about the YouTube video being posted online. So even though I care to see what happens when I put a video out, I still get all of the enjoyment from these bigger interactions, these more meaningful interactions with people. You're sharing notes, experiences, brainstorming ideas that will lead to an eventual product or sorry, project. And, you know, ideally a video that I can put out online, but it's all the lead up to it. I just want to talk to people about it. I want to hear what your experience was using this plaster trowel versus the one that I am going to go use. It's such an insignificant piece of kit, but there's somebody out there that's used it more than me and they have thoughts and feelings about it. We can talk about movies being garbage or good or enjoyable or not, but I want to hear about the experience. I want to really engage. You know, I loved being able to chat with uh, you guys a bit about the book uh, Trent's book, sorry, specifically. And then Steve, your suggestion of this new Andy Weir book. I'm having a grand old time with it so far. I'm only two chapters in, but it none of this is about like, oh, I'm going to read this book and then just hold it. Uh, hmm. Hold all of my thoughts and feelings and information about it afterwards. When I get done with it, and hopefully you finish it, I would like to talk to you about it hear your thoughts i like the narrator because he's from the same audible uh narrations of the babaverse books you know yeah. it's, we have thoughts and feelings that expand outside of just the writing of the author so the engagement al your initial question of my enjoyment is coming out of um what i wanted you know i i wanted to 
create this Patreon account so that I can have more one-on-one -on -one conversations with the people that support me, the people that really care about what I'm doing and show support. Those are the people I want to talk to. That's not necessarily going to happen on just your standard or my standard YouTube channel. They're all very supportive. 99% of them get on there and post a comment about it, but I get to really talk and engage with these people on a smaller platform that's set up to be more intimate. So I, I really like uh, some of the things you, you kind of said in that. And I think like using the, the example of the books is good. I think we, we talked about it on a previous, um, previous show, uh, previous episode where I was talking about like how fucking excited I get talking to people about um, books that I've read or, yeah, when we're talking about films and, and, and stuff like that. And it's it's about being able to share our passions and i think like that's that's when someone can be at, at their most engaging is when they're not thinking about it they're not they're not worried about whether they're um whether they're being wacky or whether they're being melancholy or whether they're being like really intelligent or whatever they're literally just sharing their passion i think like that's kind of what i was saying with that like the forge videos like i'm not i'm not thinking about how i'm presenting them i'm just doing them because that's how i that, that's how i want to make that video that's i'm i'm passionate about the products in it and i'm passionate about mm -hmm. the purpose mm -hmm. um and like we i had um uh on the uh, latest um knife talk podcast um craig said some very very sweet things about me um and again, I think a lot of that comes down to the fact that I was able to, to, to just um, impart sort of my passion on it. And like when we go to festivals, the the reason that we put on a good show is because the the three of us that attend the festivals are passionate about what we do and we're able to share that passion. And that passion is infectious, which is engaging. And I think by, by finding... Um, something that you're passionate about. I think it's much easier to to be engaging rather than um, like if you if you find someone or you you if you try and talk about something that you're not interested in that you're not passionate about, it's very very difficult to become engaging. And that's when you kind of veer into that kind of false. Uh, I'm going to put on a caricature just because I don't actually really care about this information. Whereas if you really care about it, you you present it in a way that's natural to you because you're passionate about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So how many fucking CVs do I have to read where people tell me that they're passionate about graphic design? Okay. Uh, thousands. I'm passionate about the thing that pays my rent. Yeah. <laughs> I'm passionate about... Uh, well, like you must be making a money doing the person. thing I went to school for. I'm passionate about layout in Adobe Illustrator. Like, well, fuck me. Yeah. I'd rather you told me you're passionate about guns or like Codro, something like interesting that tells me about your personality. Not I'm passionate yeah. about what I go to work to do. Yeah. But Unless you got to do some work, something fun. <laughs> <laughs> but like that that's that's the thing, is like I think it's it's the people that make stuff engaging rather than the, the subject matter. At like the Halifax, if... we're passionate about loans. Oh yeah. But um but yeah, I think I, I, I think Steve's a really great example. I'm sorry uh, to interject, Steve, but I, I think your explanation of how your passion translates into the videos for the Forge is a prime example. Like you want, I want to be told this is a 
personal opinion, but I want to watch videos where the person is passionate about the thing that they're doing, especially those folks that have varied, uh, varied experience or, uh, their, their projects, you know, if I'm watching making videos, it's, yeah, I can go and watch somebody that is a blacksmithing channel, say like the forge, you guys are a blacksmith production shop, but I feel like I've seen varied projects and, um, different techniques across those projects, you know, being able to see the riveting on the scoops versus just the standard blacksmith knife. But because of your passion, for every part of the process, it comes through in the way that you present yeah. um, the the final video. And I feel like even the people that are loud, screamy, maybe they're getting tons of views and stuff like that. But I, I really feel like um, the, the main takeaway from those is a lot of viewership, but very little engagement, right? When you do get into the metrics of social media platforms, yeah, there are more often than not people that will have a, a video or a piece of media just slay and get tons of views but you can tell that no one really gives a shit about the person or the account behind it yeah. they got their 30 seconds of serotonin kick from watching the thing and they really don't have any desire to engage with the person afterwards so if your aim is to engage with people or an audience as a whole you you said it earlier but like what is the intent like what are you yeah. hoping for if you present yourself properly you will get that yeah um al do you do, do you have something you would like to say no i'm just trying my best to annoy you when you can't see me <laughs> he's such a prick uh sorry every, everyone listening al just keeps hitting the raise hand button and then no one likes to snitch <laughs> and then we'll leave him an opportunity to say something and and he'll just not say anything um but yes, thank you, Al. Uh, thank you, Al. No, thank you. Pleasure. Right, that was, uh, that was very. Oh, you're very welcome. Yeah. Um, but I, again, I like. I think as much as anything, like my, like it's. I think with the videos, it's Al's passion for the uh, the the product and and the process, and it's my passion for the the um, the videography. Like, because I, I really fucking enjoy that. I really enjoy finding interesting shots. Like, it's it's again, it's it's one of my passions. Um, and it's something that I, I enjoy doing. Um, and yeah, I think engagement is, is an interesting one because like you said, like the, you can think of it engagement as in, um, how this kind of started, like that in, you know, that author is particular or that narrator is particularly engaging. That one isn't or captivation. There's, there's the, the other one, which Brett, you just pointed out, like the having engagement with your audience like that that back and forth engagement as well which i think is is a really important thing that we've just kind of skipped over up until now um i don't really have anything to say about it because i i'm not sure like i i'm not really in a position to be able to talk about it a huge no, but I, th I think i think i think brett nailed it like that the idea yeah. that that volume is proportionate to engagement is just in fact if anything it's the inverse like yeah like that that isn't engagement to me yeah that it's barely even interaction it's mm -hmm. it's it's voyeurism or like just being there <laughs> it's presence in with a small p you know it's, yeah. it's 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 for me engagement is exactly what brett's point is it's it's captivation it's um 
a want for more and an understanding and a kind of like a, a mutual appreciation. Yeah. Even, even if somebody doesn't quite know what you're doing or have the same skills, yeah, they can engage. And I think that's where certainly us three collectively with our, with our kind of um, eclectic mix of, of skills and, and, and <laughs> materials and an outlet, we are engaging people who, who don't necessarily know what we're doing. Yeah. And I think that's a testament to a genuine, compelling engagement because it's all very, very well. Um, somebody, so like a car channel, engaging people who like cars. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, well, that's your audience. Like, that's easy. That, that yeah. engagement barely requires any sort of investment or um, uh, bravery or you know um stepping outside of your comfort zone yeah whereas steve i mean uh, i might be totally wrong but I, I get the impression that a lot of people that are enjoying the content from the forge and a lot of people that buy products from the forge are not blacksmiths okay oh, people who appreciate craft or yeah. people who have no idea about the effort that goes into things and brett same with kind of the engagement you get on your channel it's, it's a lot of people going I would never expect that or i've never seen that before or that's an interesting technique or you know mm. it's not people watching you who are master leather workers or you know master blacksmiths looking for tips from brett you know it's <laughs> it's, it, it's that engagement in the the unknown which again yeah. to me is more way more compelling yeah definitely engagement is more than like you say it's more than just the numbers it's um it's the, yeah it's the interaction and the inter interaction is is so much fun and the more interaction you have the more the more kind of engaging you become because like I said it, it feeds off that that passion and it all fucking snowballs together and it all it all builds up and and creates something fucking spiffing <laughs> <laughs> Right, have you guys got something? Sab. Oh, yeah? Sab. Uh, that means I'm going first, uh, which is unfortunate because I've not actually typed in the uh, the thing's address yet, so I, I, I'm not entirely sure if I've got the name right. So, uh, <laughs> I see how I like really subtly couple that up. Oh, yeah. um, so, I'm going to go for a twofer. Uh, the first one is um, the inspiration for this episode, which is, of course... Uh, not just Project Hail Mary, which you should definitely go and um, go and check out, but Ray Porter as a audible narrator. Um, I really rate him. Like I've, I say, every book I've listened to, like the Bobaverse books and uh, Hail Mary, and he's absolutely one hundred percent made those books. Um, and he's quite a prolific um, reader. -er. Um, so yeah, there's loads of uh, Ray Porter bo uh, um, books out there. So I would say go check him out. Um, and the other one, to kind of talk about like the, or to reference the passion side of it that we were talking about earlier on, um, I, I'm a, a big fan of the Halo games. Um, I, I haven't played the latest one because the, I say the latest one that came out fucking six years ago, seven years ago, uh, because it came out on the Xbox One and I haven't got one. Um, but... There is a guy um, on YouTube uh, called Hidden Xperia who makes um, makes 
basically content based around Halo, um, talking about like the latest games that are, or the latest things that are coming out in it and and all of that. And it's the kind of stuff that ordinarily I would just find dull and boring and not be interested in. Uh, but because of his passion and his enthusiasm about it all, I do kind of actually genuinely enjoy watching his content. Um, so yeah, I just think he's a good example of someone that is making a potentially, unless you're really into the Halo universe, um, like potentially boring content, quite interesting just because he really gives a shit and it comes across. Um, so yeah, that's that's it. So uh, Ray Porter and Hidden Xperia. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, Al is next. Yeah, easy one. Talked about it earlier. Go and watch Loki. Good shout. Oh, I've heard good things. Easy well played. Yeah. It, it, nice. it, it almost entirely negates the entire Infinity Saga. <laughs> yeah, it really does. In a hilariously just flippant way. And it's, yep. and that's, it's just refreshing. Yeah, I love the way it's done that. Um, that's so good. Yeah, good shout. Uh, Brett, that leaves you. Oh, yeah. So, might be respiff because this person is so goddamn delightful. I'm almost positive I've talked about it before. So, if anybody was following along on the Instagrams, I purchased a beautiful octopus finger uh, about a week ago. And I don't even know what the technique is. Uh, the artist, Danny, who is also a taxidermist, that's kind of her gym jam. She has a very uh, beautiful way of handling taxidermy and is totally a vibe. But she started figuring out this way of dyeing the specimens. Hmm. And so this octopus tentacle I have is the most beautiful color of seafoam green blue. And it's a nice little collector's item. She does all kinds of animals, a lot of bunnies and goats and baby things. And they're all, um, th there's no killing involved. This is all stuff that's either been donated or natural death or whatever the causes are that she acquires these animals or specimens. There's no killing or bad things involved. And she gets tons of crap about it. But luckily, her audience engages with her very well. And they love her. And I love the work that she produces. So it's Dead Things Made Pretty. All one word is her main account. And then because she's gotten a bunch of random uh, posts blocked periodically when people will report her for horrifying things of a taxidermied kitten... She has Bunnyhead Queen, which is yeah. her more personal account that's private. And she will basically accept anybody if you are nice. Uh, hmm. But Dead Things Made Pretty is the main account. It's where she posts a lot of her work and also will post random things for sale, like a mystery box where you get one wet, one dry, and one for burning, which is probably one of my <laughs> favorite things. Like... Give me $50 and I'll give you those three things. What? Yes. yes, please surprise me. She's delightful though. And she's very chatty and and I, I love being able to engage with somebody like that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Shout. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I am. Um, because I, I, I remember when you spoke about her. It feels like it was a, quite a while ago. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, uh, that is 
Also a very good shout. Uh, is there any other business? I can't see not either of you, so you're going to have to say no. yes or no. No, not from me. Fantastic. Um, I actually had something, and I've forgotten it. So Perfect. Yeah. So there's that. Um, so fuck it. If you want to find us, you can find us in all of the usual social media places. You can find me at Moonshine Metalworks or on YouTube at The Forge. Uh, if you want to find Brett, you can find him at Skull and Spade 13 everywhere. And if you want to find Al, it is, of course, Al's Hack Shack. Oh, nah. oh wow. Wow. I like it. Um, and yeah, if you want to find us as a collective, then Fools with Tools or FWP Podcast everywhere. Um, I say everywhere, but Instagram or Facebook because we're not really everywhere anywhere else. Um, the other thing, the the, uh, the AOB that I had was, of course, uh, Brett mentioned it earlier on, and that is good friend of the podcast and all round handsome, lovely man, um, Mr. Mark from Dear River Craftsman. Uh, was on the Full Blast podcast. It was a really good episode. Go yeah. check it out. And if you don't listen to Full Blast podcast, you definitely should. It's you should. Um, yeah. Uh, so that is it. Uh, so until next week, next month, next whatever. Uh, we love you and goodbye. Goodbye.